1: Hi guys, it's Christopher Lewis and welcome to Dating Intelligence, the podcast where we give relationship advice from dating to marriage and everything else in between, and always with the goal of helping you to continuously be the best you at all times.
2: So if you're looking for real life real <laughs> information to help you navigate your relationship, we've got you covered.
1: We've got you covered. All right, guys. But hello, uh, hello. Hi. <laughs> hi, honey. Hi. We're at another day at Sticky Paw Studios. One for three. <laughs> You're like one for three today. Big <laughs> Thank time. You. And why am I looking at, speaking of one for three, why are there three knives sitting on the table oh, right in front of me?
2: Oh, I couldn't decide which one. Like, <laughs> oh I just have... Like, all the cool... Like, look at these. Guys, Jamie is so showcasing
1: these amazing... Is, that's the uh, Microtech, <laughs> Microtech knives? Microtech, yeah. yeah. Great Shout ones. Shout
2: out to Microtech. Yeah.
1: I, I need to get me one of those, just because they just... What
2: for? They're not I, even I, legal the, but in the California. the blue, look at that. You
1: just... You just okay, that one? one is awesome, This too. one
2: is Cali-legal. These are not. These See, I don't understand.
1: Why is the biggest one legal and the smaller well, ones are this not? this
2: is like a, like a folder.
1: Okay, all so right. So,
2: you can have the folders, um, but in... Where you live? Yeah, an OTF. Oh, okay. It's a no go.
1: All right. Well, just give me one of the no goes. I like. I like being one of those types. But of I, people. I did
2: have. I. I don't know if I had them in California.
1: No, I don't. I'm, I'm a rule follower, but I have my own set of rules. Let's just put it yeah. that way. Yeah. Okay. So. All right, guys. We're going to jump right in this one. Says we have this amazing woman sitting next to us today. Our guest today is a private flight attendant who can do more than just cater to the rich and famous and point you to the nearest exit rows. This mile high hottie is an extreme adventurer, as, as extreme adventurous as they come. Not only has she been to every major stop in the world, she has reached the summit of a few mountain tops as well, and the list goes on. From motorcycles to meditation and world class chef skills, her resume will charm anyone she sets her eyes on. Please welcome the incredible. And sexy chameleon, Kayla Perez to the show. Hi, Kayla. Hey. Hello.
0: How are you? <laughs> I'm amazing. Good. Thank you for having I'm me. I'm
1: loving what you're wearing, by the way. Thank you. Yeah, I just want to just like coze up next to you and just be like Yes, whatever you say.
2: (laughs) He just wants to touch you. Don't let him fool
1: you. (laughs) (laughs) Don't let her fool (laughs) you. But she's right, though. Oh, my God. (laughs) This is why I have the guest sitting next to me. Like I said, I I missed this in the earlier episode.
2: I know. Mm -hmm. I was like, uh, it was hard because usually our guests are always like across. Yeah. And um, our last guest was over here. So the whole time I was like this.
1: And I'm like this. I'm like, I can't. And I can't. he's it's trying far. to get it's too closer. Far. It's too far. <laughs> a little so. And <laughs> <laughs> the best way, people. Yeah. In the best way. So, how are you?
0: I'm doing amazing. Good. I'm doing amazing. Yeah, I've just been trying to train hard for you know the mountains in between flying and kind of balancing my entire. Bean. okay, right? it's it's been. Uh, we had a great weekend. Went to country festival. Yeah, and... you
1: guys are together this yeah. weekend. That's right. All right, tell <laughs> me about hurt. that. You said it was called tailgate.
0: Yeah. So my friend Mal and John Carlo produce this every year. It's a third annual, and it's basically a country festival that you can tailgate at. So bring your. You know, your beer, your hot dogs, whatever you want to bring Love in it. tailgate. And, <laughs> and um, everyone just has a good time, and there's great artists, and they collab. It's a little bit of a hip-hop spin with country, that okay. have Uncle Blount, Brown and uh, Billy Currington. So it's it fun. And this is for time. three
1: days, correct?
0: This is for two days, gotcha. actually. So, um, yeah, it's they have a little... Pool party, makeshift pool party. Nice. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. good. Time. It's it's
1: amazing on how like I was telling, it's like a little mini, like a half half of little weekend Burning Man sort of situation because you're just bringing your own stuff and building up for a stage and all this stuff for this event. Yeah. But I wonder, it's like like what did the setup like that some of the people had? Are they coming out in like RVs and things like that as oh, well? Oh yeah,
2: cornhole, okay. barbecue <laughs> grills. Like, okay,
1: yeah. not, not your typical sporting tailgate. I take it then basically.
0: I mean, it, it is pretty similar. Okay, you know,
1: that's right, because they do grills, bring the big stuff. And
0: you have your
2: Just your beards, bikinis, and bikinis, a lot of naked and cowboys. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and the pool. Who that's brought true. The- <laughs> She's
2: <laughs> after, not lying there. Is <laughs> this
1: after day two, basically? You've seen a lot of that I running think around? think
2: like day two, we didn't even make it to the front and a naked cowboy <laughs> approached <laughs> us. <laughs> Hot right. guy. It was effort. Yeah. yeah. I like
1: that it was effort. Yeah. What yeah. time of day was this? Morning, noon, evening?
2: afternoon. Okay.
1: Yeah. That's an early start by the way.
2: Yeah. like Early mm-hmm. evening.
1: Yeah. I like this. Yeah. All right. He,
2: he, he was good looking. Yeah. Nice body.
1: God. Did he have his cowboy hat on? Oh, he did. Nice. He definitely
2: did. Mm-hmm. Shirtless. Shirtless. <laughs> <laughs> cowboy boots. The whole nine.
0: So
1: I hear you just said something. You're gearing up for your next mountain climb.
0: Yes. I am. Yes. Um, so mm-hmm. I'm traveling to Nepal in October. So October, November. It would be 25 day excursion and you basically are on the mountain the entire time. Okay. So it's it's called Alma de Blom and it's right next to Everest. It's in that region. And it is the highest I'll ever attempt okay. in mountaineering.
1: I was just about to ask, would the next step be Everest then after that? But I assume this will be the highest?
0: Um, this is the highest attempt so far, okay. depending on how I do on this climb. I can gauge whether I can go up to an eight thousand meter peak, which is the highest. And um, you know, potentially Everest. So wow. that's is, amazing is, is my goal. Yeah. Yeah.
2: It's oh. it's exciting.
1: Yeah. See the cold rules me out right there. The cold weather, I'm out just from that. But
2: well, she has actually, um, if you don't mind me saying yeah, absolutely. um rain odds. So she actually has an excuse to stay out of the cold, Okay, a legitimate excuse. What does Do you that know what mean? That is? No, no. L- tell us a little yeah. bit about that.
0: So Raynaud's is autoimmune. Um They don't know really why it's triggered. Okay. But it's vascular constriction of your extremities, so your feet, your hands turn ghost white when they get cold. So okay. it's hyper-excited by the cold. And uh, you are supposed to... Veer away from the cold. She's supposed to stay out of the cold. (laughs) Man, supposed to avoid the cold, and I run into the cold. Yeah. Yeah. So
1: what's the so the challenge behind Mm -hmm. that for you then is, do you wear extra gear or the same gear? I mean, how do you prepare for this? And if that's the 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 thing that you have up against you already,
0: right? I mean, it's 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 tough because even with heated gloves, for example, in Peru, I was still couldn't I still could not feel my hands. At eighteen thousand feet. Okay. And you you basically approach at a alpine start, so it's leaving at midnight. So it's zero degrees <laughs> negative, and there's really no way to prepare it, and there's no real training for it. But I have heard that part of what I can do to adapt to the cold is actually stick my hands in ice in an ice bucket for eight minutes. Wow. So I do that every day. So I'll fill a bucket with ice, and my roommate comes in, and I just have my hands in ice, and he asks me, what are you doing? (laughs) I'm like, it's training. It's part of my training. It's um, like an ice bath, but for extremities, and hopefully it helps. Okay. Um, How
1: did you learn how to do that? Was that from a recommendation?
0: So I have a few mentors in Mm -hmm. climbing that have recommended it. Uh, There's some science behind it as well. A lot of... um, leading experts in the industry have researched it and said that cold therapy actually is a great um, way to maybe acclimate yeah. and and um, utilize it against you know or actually use it for you you know so for me um one of my biggest mentors is conrad anchor and he is probably one of the best climbers in the world. He's come out with documentaries, Maru. Um, he He's probably the best in the business. Okay. And I asked him, how do I recover from this? Or how do I, because I don't want it to dehabilitate myself. I right. want to climb. I want to do this. I want to become the best version I can in the mountains. So he said, get an ice bucket your hands and ice. <laughs> yeah. so and you said eight minutes eight minutes okay so i actually i found a song ironically it's called freeze by by uh is it Kaigo? so Kaigo just came up with a song <laughs> called freeze and uh it's exactly eight minutes
1: wait the song's eight minutes this, as well the song's eight i minutes. was meant for you <laughs> and uh. i said this is my song so
0: i put it on every time thanks
1: Kaigo. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so. And I take it this is a practice. What about your feet, your extremities of your feet as well? Same thing?
0: So there are certain boots that are sold for mountaineering. There's 6,000-meter boots. There's 8,000-meter boots. 20,000? Because I need a 20,000-meter. <laughs> I'm still not doing it. I'm not sold yet.
1: I'm not sold. Yeah.
0: Um, so they're super thick and the insulated and double wall. So they try, They basically keep your feet warm, okay. warmer in higher altitudes. And for me, um, I haven't tried the 8,000-meter boot because I haven't been up that high. So I just got them in today, actually. So I have to go try them on and (laughs) and train with them. And I think the best part of that is breaking them in in the summer in Las Vegas.
1: Oh, wow. um, Because
0: they're so hot and warm. So I might take them up Mount Charleston and hike them. Oh, shit.
2: Does it hurt your feet?
0: Well, they're very stiff. So they're meant for climbing, putting crampons on the bottom, and walking on ice glacier so um they definitely are going to be interesting to break in right it's going to be tough um but they they basically almost go up to your knee and they're they look like moon boots they're pretty thick they're just bright yellow boots and uh, I'll be breaking those in sometime this week.
1: <laughs> I was just about to tell, I go, why am I imaging myself like dressed as an astronaut in this whole scenario well, for me? We That's what it to, seems
2: um, like. I'll send over a photo so we can put it up and show her actually um, on the mountain. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, yeah there's some great there's some great photos of you reaching yeah. the summit of a few of them that's pretty impressive so i'm, I'm and really then excited you can see you. her
2: in her whole like suit and getty up and then she literally had i went and visited her before she went on her last climb mm-hmm. and she had everything laid out on a pool table and i was like holy yeah. shit you pack all this stuff and she was like yeah girl yeah.
1: but that's so, left at the base camp obviously right and then you just kind of just go from there when you when you do your ascends
0: so it's a process mm-hmm. um to get to base camp the treks itself there's mules involved there's porters involved and then you carry a pack with you as well so once you're at base camp then there's a climatization phase so you you carry all your gear up to camp one then camp two and then all the way back down so you're kind of doing it in intervals climbing to acclimatize but also getting familiar with your gear and you know the guides and everything so um getting used to carrying the pack so i actually train with the pack i go to the gym and i'll wear about 40 pounds 30 minutes of stairmaster, and you know people kind of look at me weird with my moon boots but (laughs) it's what it is
2: do you wear those at lifetime i do and they, they don't say anything to you with you on the Stairmaster master in them? No, I mean, they look at me, they stare yeah. <laughs> at me. I mean, I'm She's stare a paying customer. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> do whatever she wants to do. So I'm staring do. at you for different reasons. <laughs> can
1: you imagine them going, like, through their, like, doctors going, is this legal? Are like, you like, in yoga pants you or douches? shorts? <laughs> like, we <laughs> want the
2: whole visual. Oh, <laughs> shorts <laughs> would be fun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> can you imagine?
1: Well, I think that's, so, that's awesome. Now, your uh, gear, by yeah. the way. So is it, do you, I know, with different, um, um, Altitudes, mm-hmm. do you feel like it's, your gear stays the same? How fluctuated is this upside the boots and some of the little things like that? But your gear that you're taking up each summit, similar, same?
0: It's all different. Okay. Um, like you said, depending on this, the summit, mm-hmm. Right. Uh, 6,000 meters, way different than 8,000 meter. So for my next climb, because it's so cold, I have to wear a summit suit. Okay. Which they wear in Everest and the 8,000 meter peaks. So it's a full down suit and head to toe, you're covered, you're layered up. And the art of mountaineering, you have to stay dry because the moment you get cold, you freeze and it's over. Yeah. you know, And that's, that's one of the things that obviously that's my biggest challenge is staying warm but okay. not sweating. Okay. Have you ever got
2: wet? Yes. Not in the wet you're thinking. <laughs> I, was like, Wait, she said. I was like, wow,
1: we're going right for it right now. Okay.
2: Yes, how do you? I'm curious. Oh, my God. And what
1: altitude to did to that happen? <laughs> <laughs>
2: <What>? <laughs> Have you ever gotten wet on the mountain? Yes.
1: Okay, stop. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, let me get my visualization back. You can't go right back into I'm the question staying, again I'm like staying. that. <laughs> okay, hold on. <laughs> Amber, rewind that. <laughs> let's start, let's start over. Okay, go this ahead. This is a
2: live show, <laughs> sir.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, yeah I, I've definitely over-layered and s- sweated and became... I had to change, but it all depends. You you get to know your body, your mm-hmm. physiology, what mm-hmm. altitude you're climbing, how fast you're moving. Um, also, how many people are you with? Yeah. So I don't know if you've seen recent photos of Mount Everest, but there's lines to see. I've seen that jam packed. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. And so you're essentially standing in line waiting to summit. There's a queue.
1: If I may ask, how do they do that? in a way that you know because people do get in trouble up there i've seen like the sherpa guy who did all those eight summits or whatever how many minutes was i think it was six or something 14 12
0: so uh 14 peaks thank N- you nims persia yeah.
1: yeah somewhere in that area yeah. Um, yeah he was amazing by the way but my question is is that um how do you like if they're lining all those people up like that that is not safe especially when you're kind of getting to certain points and people are you know like they said there's frozen bodies dead on the side. You can't do anything about Some people about don't
2: that. freaking make it.
1: Right. But if you're in a line like that, that long, and let's say you're at the back, I mean, obviously there's going to be a lot of back of the lines, but I'm not going to be that person in the back going, I can get up there much quicker. And, 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 you know, I'm just wondering, now, like is your there pressure, your, your cardio, your adrenaline, whatever it is to get you up there. Mm-hmm. Can you pass people up on the way or in yeah. theory? Okay. I just assume people are on a line, like just in a row and you have to stay in that line. In theory, I I don't know.
0: You do. So there is a queue, and you are uh, essentially roped up. So you are on an ascender. There's fixed rope. Um, However, for example, Nims, when he climbed, there was a queue, but he went around the crowd. So actually, I will be climbing with Nims. He's my guide in um, October, which is exciting. One of the best climbers in the world, right? What he did, essentially summited... 14 8000 meter peaks in 6 months. Yeah, that was a great
1: show by the way. Is inspiring. Have you seen inspiring? this? No. Oh, you I need don't to watch,
2: watch TV. This, so. <laughs> <Do> <laughs> this is
1: something you should watch though. Will
2: you send it to me, Kayla? I, I would will. love yeah, to watch yeah. it. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's it's very very inspiring. In
1: 6 months he did 14, right? And just
0: <clears throat> Right. 14 8000 meter peaks which previous record can, was.
1: Yeah, what was the record? So I think it was like seven years something like that. 7 years. He did it in 6 wow. months. Yeah. Yeah. Ridiculous timing.
0: And
2: you're hiking with this guy?
0: He's my guide. So he actually has a guide service, Ali Exped, and um, we will be hiking Abu Dhablam. Yeah, and he does a lot more 8,000 meter peaks as well. But this is an uh, intro to 8,000 meter.
1: Okay. Okay. Yeah. Unbelievable. That's amazing. And on top ah, of this, now this okay. guys we we're we're we have Kayla Perez here and just already given a small tidbit of her like amazing adventurous lifestyle. Um, you're also a luxury flight attendant, so you probably meet some amazing people and you get to fly to some really amazing spots. So mm-hmm. how do you um, uh, take time out in those areas for yourself? And how many? What is your turnaround when you're when you're in there like that for you with your job?
0: So I work in a very small niche Mm -hmm. of everyone thinks flight attendant, Delta, Southwest, right? Commercial. Um, Private is very much your own space. You can work in so many different avenues. You can work for Part 91, which is an owner of a company uh, that owns a jet. Mm. You work for them specifically and travel with them. Uh, Or you can work for a charter, which is 135. And you can work with, several different companies and fly a different person every day to different lengths it could be here to LA or it could be here to Africa okay and it's always different Um, so I kind of work in a hybrid style where I work both I'm an independent contractor so I pick and choose the trips that I want to go on and obviously I can climb with that schedule because I can create freedom and I can create I recently stepped down from a full-time position to climb mountains.
1: Okay, and do what just, I want to do. You deserve it, right? <laughs> yeah, you put in the work, so yeah. for so sure.
0: It's been rewarding. It's been a journey. You know, there's you wear many hats as a flight attendant. and Most people don't understand the amount, the process of flying. You know, you, so you basically you're a chef, you're mm-hmm. a florist, you're a planner, you're a safety attendant. Uh, you spoil the pilots, you do everything. Right. And, and it's highly competitive. So every single flight matters.
1: Okay. Do you work with the, is there a team system per se? Like, let's say the pilots go, we want Kayla on this flight. You know, do they get the choice or is it mainly the company kind of deciding this after a while for you?
0: It's both. Mm-hmm. The pilots have a huge influence Okay. on whether they want you or not. Uh, but Ultimately, it's up to the company or the owners of the aircraft. Okay. And sometimes they like you and they'll use you recurring and sometimes they'll offer you full time. Mm. So it really just depends on on what you want in the, you can work as much as you want or as little as you want.
1: Love that.
2: Yeah, I do yeah. too. Yeah.
1: See, it's better than being on a boat. A boat would like like kill me. Like, you know, like, like services like that. I mean, this is, I, in the air, I'll do all day. Well, um, but being on a ship, it would just like with the rolling and all that stuff we were discussing on the previous episode. It would so just. So you
2: want to fly private? Is you, what I, you're yes,
1: saying. yes. <laughs> when are we leaving? By the way, that's what I was getting at. Come on, guys, pick up the cues. So where are we going? Right. <laughs> Peru.
2: <laughs> you know. Any <laughs> Yeah, you hear that, guys?
1: Yeah, we're going. <laughs> Jamie, get with it! Come on. <laughs> I need you to get better jobs. Yeah. <laughs> so
2: I was talking a little bit with her about. Um, plant medicine and she's been to columbia so that's kind of um, my intention and my goal is to um do a little journey with kayla to columbia hopefully um the beginning of this year
1: yeah let's let's discuss that so guys this is our episode we're going to get into i want to call it wellness we'll call it plant wellness as our episode today because i know Mm -hmm. that you have really experienced in just like natural like you know what would we call this? Um, plant medicine. Plant medicine. Thank you very much. So let's discuss that and let our viewers know because I feel like it's a it's a huge topic as of late, and I feel like a lot of people are now doing mm. that route more of just going the natural route versus like the um, synthetic and chemical route. So let's touch base on that.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah, so plant medicine is actually making its way through um, the mainstream space. Right. It's becoming more, more accepted and... Um, There's a lot more science behind it now, more funding. Um, For me, it's changed my life. It is. I I haven't taken a pill or I haven't been to the doctor in years. It's been such a huge part of my journey and my truth. I've been um, lucky enough to and blessed enough to go to Colombia and sit with uh, ayahuasca, which is in Colombia. It's actually called ambiwasca. Okay. And um, they call it the mother medicine. You know, it is the most beautiful experience of my life. And essentially what it is, is for me, stripping away the ego and the narrative that you've been told in life, um, that you've adopted. And there's nothing wrong with ego, right? We we kind of demonize ego and say that it's something that... Uh, We shouldn't have right ego is our identity it's part of us we work with the ego um however we need to learn the process with that and so ayahuasca kind of strips that away everything that you say my name is kayla i'm a flight attendant i do all these crazy things but that is all extracted and what you're left with is the truth is the innate truth is connection to everything that is And for me, it was a lesson of self love and infinite love, you know, the depths of who I am, why I'm here, and why we're all here, and kind of connect in that space. And once you're in that, and once you've recognized that, you can bring that back with you and you can share that, and you can integrate and weave your fabric into. Mm into your daily life because you can now relate. There's a reference point.
1: Okay. So yeah. off of that being said, then do you feel like um, anyone who goes to do ayahuasca and this is for um, once again, once our list, cause I know there's a lot of people like n- it's a nerve nervous cause they feel like a, the first thought that comes to mind with a lot of people, it's a drug, it's a drug, you know, it's a natural drug. It's still a drug. It's going to be feel weird, whatever, whatever. What I want to know is the fact that, like, and I, and after listening to her for the first time, I think I want to do it because it's like you know, and but I like I like what you just said. That's the first mm-hmm. time I got a full story on it. And trust me, I've done my drugs and I love my drugs. But like that's something that I've always kind of. Not when steer- Dan
2: talked about it, you didn't want to try it. No, I,
1: I mean I. It's, I mean, you know, it's like, but Dan explained it a whole different way. By the way, like I want to hear
2: his story. Yeah, no,
1: but but she's explained a way where it's like, like you said, it strips you down. When when I heard strips your ego away, that for yeah. me, are you already sold me for there? Because I mm-hmm. live my life by that whole motto, so I'm kind of mm-hmm. curious to go. Well, if I already lived that life and that motto of my life I wonder what's going to do for me mm-hmm. it's going to strip me down even more so to the bare bones of like what I'm looking for but my question is is that if someone does that and when you said when you the takeaway from it if you have this takeaway how many people actually I guess the word I'm looking for is stick to that takeaway mm-hmm. you know how much you know what I mean versus like oh I did it was fun and blah blah do and people that it's, it's all go over.
2: in and and it not work for them it's
0: what you allow you know what you allow it's all intention Mm -hmm. so you go into it thinking it's not going to work or you're not going to benefit in any way it's not going to right right Right. and it's it's something that they may have an experience but they may not take away anything because they don't firmly believe it to their core it's not their reality um so they kind of suppress it along with other Mm. things and not saying that it's a reality but you know your personal reality becomes your personality yeah. So that's kind of what you really you really want to be called to it. It's something that is not a weekend, you know, it's not for everyone, but it's something that will show up in your life. Okay. In the right timing and you will you'll will know for certain that you will respond in that intentional way of wanting more from that, wanting the depths.
1: Okay. And even if you like you said something about intentional and people go in there and they might not find that same journey. Um, in other words, fighting against it, let's say most of the time if people go into this situation, you know what you're getting into, you know what you're going to do because it's a it's a process, right. like you said. So if I go into this process, and I'm trust me, I'll be fully submerged in it, I will love being in that situation, but I'm sure people get there and they talk themselves out of it right away when they're on it because now they're trying to fight the urge or that feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, but once again, they're there on their own free will and theory, so. I guess what I'm getting at is like, you know, I I feel like if you're committing to it, how come people just don't let themselves fully commit? You know, it's like one thing that I always say it's like you do something, it is fear. fear. And that's okay to be scared, but it's like just allow yourself to. Do you feel like the fear comes in when it starts? The feeling of kicking in, and I say such a term "kicking in" because it's like you know, with ecstasy, of he's like, "It's kicking in now. I feel oh it." And I'm just saying. You know? I it's mean, like, that's definitely yeah. a thing in hypnosis, right, right? So you it's like take the cup and you're like, in. It, it it's comes. like I feel it like kicking yeah. in. So I'm using the word term loosely. Kicking in. Um, yep. How did so that's when that thing starts happening. You see that fear coming in, and they just don't allow themselves to be in the moment. Like, do
2: they shut down and can't experience the full? Mm-hmm.
0: I feel that they can but they will still feel the experience okay. but it may not be what they set their initial atten- intention for so it can easily be she's going to show you she meaning ayahuasca will show you where you need to go at that moment so if you're running or you're fear-based out of you know something that you're suppressing she will summon that up okay and and show you where you need to go very much a teacher yeah and that's when you hear stories of you know going down this dark hole and seeing demons and then you see you know this crazy world um that's just amplified from your fear okay you know it's almost creating that space for you so that you can face it walk through that road and release it so for me it's all surrender Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's about it's about going in intentionally and fully surrendering, asking to feel what you you want to. So for me, I go in with the intention of wanting to know my path, wanting to know why I'm here on earth. You know, these probing questions that we really don't truly ask ourselves looking into the mirror and for me, I surrender into that. The moment that you surrender you can't resist the moment you resist you you go down that
1: oh i'm with you I'm Alice in Wonderland yeah, yeah. Um,
0: but once you surrender then you will feel and see all the answers that you need to okay but i think that's everything in life right surrendering yeah. to it's also a push it's a push and a pull. but surrendering in those right moments is crucial right mm-hmm. and i know
1: we all have those moments where um you know when you Like, for instance, we know something we know the answer to and we avoid it. Because it's, it's just a little scary. We're just scared of the truth in theory. But sometimes, like you just said, that truth, that's why I asked that question, because mm. I would like to know how many people actually leave. Like you said, when you leave there, you know, you find an inner truth of yourself. And mm. I want to know, do they actually stick with that path? You know, and mm. um, hopefully they stick with the path because they found something and it would just make a better world. That's all I'm getting. <laughs>
2: you yeah. know? Oh my That's gosh. all I want. Yeah. I mean, percent. I think with like recovery, it's, um, and I'm not comparing ayahuasca to recovery, but Every day it's um, setting your intention and in a process and a practice. So just where you're at, like mm-hmm. mentally. Yeah. Okay. So, and, you know, some people fall off the wagon and, and other people can, can stick with it.
1: Okay. Is there a time in that situation where, you know, um, that they say, you know, it's not the time for you to do this?
0: Absolutely. And you know if it's your time or not. You know if you're called to the medicine or not. It's it's something that you know deep down in your core Mm -hmm. that you're ready for a change or you're ready to amplify. For example, Aaron Rodgers just went on a podcast talking about ayahuasca and his experience. Okay, and he won two Super Bowls out there. You know, so he basically it's going to amplify wherever your passion is. Okay, right, and it's really going to bring that depth and that love into it. Really, what it taught me was self-love to my core. Yeah, I couldn't offer anything to anyone till I truly loved myself. Once and that's I why I
1: appreciate what you're saying—the self-love fact. When you said that, mm-hmm. I I so appreciate that, and that mm-hmm. makes it sound like it's something that is um, it's it's intriguing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, very intriguing.
0: It's a it's a beautiful medicine, and it's one of the avenues that we can take, amongst others. You know, you hear of. MDMA therapy, mm-hmm. um, that is now being more and more readily available and encouraged okay. rather than any other, um, antidepressants right. where you're on them for life. For example, you know, and you're, it's a reoccurring prescription, but this prescription is maybe a total of three times and it starts working post as well. So right. it's, it's, it doesn't ever stop. Okay. It's actually retraining your brain and your neural circuits.
1: Yeah. yeah, I like that. Yeah, And
2: then let's talk a little bit about um, Combo. Is that combo, combo, yeah.
0: So Combo is a master cleanse. It's also used in the Amazon. It's from the Amazon, the Amazonian um, giant tree frog. And what happens is they remove a secretion from the frog mm-hmm. and they pick up access point. So, for example, um, each point would be burned off The top layer of the skin and you put the secretion on each point and it enters the lymphatic system flushes your system and you purge everything out so so it's it's a big cleanse so a lot of prep for these medicines is combo and uh dmt ayahuasca you know all these ceremonies you really want to aggressively cleanse your body and your brain as much as you can okay to have a clean slate to receive and uh combo has been a practice that i've been practicing probably three four years now and i do it maybe every three months okay i was going
1: to ask you that like how often do you should you do something like that then
0: it's as much as you feel called to okay You could do it once, um, you could do it three times a month, but I, I do highly recommend at least, you know, if you are called to it, obviously it's not for everyone, like any other plant medicine. If you are called to it, at least try it out, see how you feel. And then, and then you partake in that process of adopting it.
1: Is most of this stuff readily available to do in areas around everywhere or not? you know what I mean? Everywhere. Like as in, can I go back to LA and just find a spot to do something like this to cleanse and combo or.
0: Right. Th- so some of them are, some of them you are searching a little more in depth in the Amazon. Yeah. For example, ayahuasca and these other sacred medicines. I always want to go to um, pers- personal preference and it's not for everyone. Um, I go to Colombia Okay. or Peru, anywhere in the Amazon uh, because that's, the land that's where it's originated, that's where it was practiced and adopted. Right. And combo I would do here in Las Vegas. Okay. Right. I have a sister that is amazing with it and and she she hosts a whole ceremony with singing bowls and it it's very, very beautiful. It's almost a fine tune. Yeah. So you walk outside and everything's a little bit brighter.
2: Yeah. Is there any any one of these? Um, medicines that could be, like, overused and abused?
0: I think that's anything in life. Mm -hmm. I think anything could be overused and abused uh, if you don't have the right intention behind it. You always have to ask yourself why. Why are you maybe relying on it if you're using it reoccurringly? Um, But if you do it, if you do it more than others, it's your calling, right? It's something that you truly know the answer to.
2: So, um, for example, like with combo, if someone showed up like every two days, would she be like, okay, I think you're overdoing it or is that not their place to say?
0: Um, it's not the practitioner's place to say, but maybe there's some probing questions maybe there's deeper rooted uh, questions that mm-hmm. you want to ask why do you want to do it so frequently and why do you feel you need to cleanse so aggressively mm. and maybe it would pivot you into a different direction with a different medicine maybe work with or take a look at other angles of your life
1: right which is yeah, that the psyche behind it. it's just when just you're asking that question, I was thinking sometimes we're always searching for answers and searching for something. And even with the cleanse, it's mm-hmm. like you feel like you're not, it's never enough or something. So I can see why or someone can, just wanting
2: more, yeah, like having yeah. that addictive personality,
1: right, right. Like, I feel like with the ayahuasca, um, I don't know what the frequency, but you just answer that It just depends on what your calling is. And what if it's calling to you. Mm-hmm. But I feel like, um, you know, once it's a great start. And then you just kind of see where it takes from there. If you're open to it and, and you find right. those sort of answers, but the answers are always going to ebb and flow. I'm sure you might've discovered that. Or do you feel like you've come up with the same? Yep. I'm still along the same path. Does it come across like that to you?
0: There's always deeper lessons every time I okay. go into it. Okay. It's never the same journey. Okay. So I can go into a whole different journey and lesson the second time. So I've, went to the Amazon twice, two separate times to journey with ayahuasca. And the first time was a good introduction to the medicine to the land to myself Mm -hmm. to the universe. I didn't fully grasp it until I had a reference point. Going back into it, I was a little more comfortable in the setting. And I surrendered even deeper. And I feel like when I surrender deeper, and I fully just release any resistance, that's when I get the clearest answers. Got it. Mm-hmm. And that's when I fully felt that self-love just emerge from myself and give unconditionally to others. It was the most beautiful feeling of my life. It's amazing. Yeah.
2: But it like she said, it's it's a practice and, yeah. and being like intentional with your purpose and being there and knowing that you're able to surrender. Yeah. yeah. And then w- this weekend, we, she... Introduced me to something. Do you want to talk? About yeah, that? absolutely.
0: Yeah, so you yeah, so. guys?
1: What? <laughs> I guy? This is interesting. Oh right. my yeah.
2: gosh. so we just sp- didn't oh. only do tailgate <laughs> fest. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise! She didn't that's actually meet my guy. That's but. why the naked cowboy came up. You tell. You I um, sent him on his way.
0: <laughs> so I introduced her to another, uh, medicine, a resource, a tool used in the Amazon, and it's called Hupe or Rupe mm-hmm. depending on the pronunciation. I can't even say that word. <laughs> <I'm pronunciation. laughs> um, but hupe is actually a tobacco. It's a tobacco snuff, and it's finely ground up into a powder and how it's administered is uh, through a small bamboo uh, stick.
1: Mm, mm-hmm.
0: So it's almost, uh, the self-server is called a karupe. And it's a V-shaped bamboo stick. And you blow in one end and you put the tobacco on the other end and it goes up your nose.
1: I think I've seen this. Yes. Yeah, okay. 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 Right. So
0: so that's, that's hape. Um, And it's used in ceremony space. It's used to align, to cleanse, um, to um, calm your nervous system and really put you into that alignment for whatever space you're going in. So also during ayahuasca, it's a great tool the shamans use to either ground or to help you purge or to move that energy through you. It's not so much psychoactive, it's more meditative. Okay. So I would use it daily or, you know, every other day to meditate and to connect. And um, so I asked Jamie if she would allow me (laughs) to serve her.
2: (laughs) And she said
0: yes. And I was excited, I was very excited. Um, So I served her uh, just a small amount to acquaint her with the medicine, mm-hmm. introduce her and, um, and then you can finish the rest. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah I, well, I didn't know how I was going to do. Cause I'm, I was like, look, I've never done a drug in my life. I don't want anything up my nose. And I was like, I can't even do like a nose spray. And she's like, I mean, her energy, you can already tell is yeah. like so calming yeah, and it trusting. Is. It really is. So I was like, if I'm going to try anything, like it's of course going to be with you and I trust you. So she was like, I'm just going to do like a... She did like a small introduction. I was a little like freaked out, but I just like trusted. She gave really good instruction, direction, and it was it was really cool. That's
1: great. Yeah. So um, for you... How,
2: and I would try it again. How, how
1: did you feel after you were done? And what, um, what like, you know, she said to put you in a meditative state. I, so. I
2: told her, I don't... I was like... I'm just going to be honest. I don't even know how to like inhale a cigarette. And she was like, what? <laughs>
1: Cause
2: she's yeah. like, I need you to block your throat. Don't. And I'm like thinking all these things. Um, I'm like, fuck, I can't even in- inhale or smoke weed. Like right. I don't know what I'm going to do. And just, so her instructions were really good. And um, yeah, it was just, I felt um, like a sense of calm. And then I set an intention. I meditated and kind of repeated my mantra and tried to stay really like in a, a space of nothing. Okay.
1: Okay. And that feeling that meditative state for you, um, how long did you felt your most calm in that, in that perfect space?
2: Um, I think it, well, I asked her and she said, it's different like Mm -hmm. every time. Um, so we were like indoors and I feel like I was like, I'm very, like outdoor nature, and I'm like, oh, I just wanted like the sun on my skin, mm-hmm. and I'm um, like, even being in the window. So I don't know, like a good. I mean, I felt good throughout the entire day, okay. to be honest. Um, but the initial, like, it burned a little bit. Yeah. Um, but she said it's normal. That's normal. Um, mm-hmm. And then, yeah, it was. Like nothing negative. I don't have one negative thing That's to great. say about it. And, like I said, it's something that I would definitely um, try again.
1: Okay. All right, you hear this, listeners? There's a lot of really good stuff out there to help you to a. To, it's, soul-searching. it's soul searching. It's so I love the fact. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to call it soul searching because there's a lot of us that actually need to take breaks from our everyday life and just kind of go out and be. And this is why, for myself, I know a lot of people go to Joshua Tree to find certain things or whatever. As well, I don't mm-hmm. do Joshua Tree. I can like find myself in my own house at that point. <laughs> um, but I do. And I, and by the way, and I'm a nature. I, I actually I'm a I'm a city boy at heart. But I do I do appreciate like I want to do the Amazon. I want to do things mm-hmm. like that cuz that's the stuff I appreciate not stuff mm-hmm. like Josh Ortiz does nothing for me. I don't ever need to go out that way for doing anything where most people will do them find themselves and all this and that. Yeah, I've once never again. Been, yeah, but... it's it's not one of my things, but the Amazon all that I will do because that's an adventure, it's something new and it's different. Um I appreciate this, like something I'm fascinated with this whole realm, by the way, because it is, once again, it's it's nature's miracle, you know, with all the syndicated Mm -hmm. and fabricated drugs out there that we use in our day-to-day life to make us, to heal us, to things like that. We got to remember this all started from plant-based stuff that people forget about. I mean, if it wasn't for these plant-based things, you couldn't synthesize it and make a chemical version of it anyways, Mm -hmm. so... Yeah. So exactly. I appreciate it. I think it's amazing. Yeah, And you do have a calming, because you're so calming. God. You, know, you <laughs> almost you. want me to meditate. Let's all meditate. And I don't meditate, but I'm just like, oh my God, it's like, she's just so calm in your voice and just your whole like energy is just, just mm-hmm. an amazing energy. So, mm-hmm. Thank um, you. Now I want to roll back to one little thing on top of this, um, dealing with the same thing. Um, you're rock climbing and everything that you do in your life, like mm-hmm. motorcycle riding, skiing, all these things. It's It's to you, it seems like it's a part of all of this in a realm. Like, it seems like when you rock climb, it's just a part of your calming. You're, mm-hmm. you're, you're an outdoor person and it just right. seems to really just keep you um, balanced.
0: Right, okay. yeah, absolutely. So I, I pick each sport or activity, everything that I do with intention mm-hmm. and guidance and it's meditative for me. There's a lot of love that goes in. There's mm-hmm. a lot of love that goes into the suffering in a mountain. When you're on the top of a mountain and you're sleeping in negative degree weather and you're you know, you can't breathe, you you're nauseous, you're getting altitude sickness, there's a there's a love of struggle in that right. because you're persevering, you're pushing through your limited physical beliefs. And it's becoming the best version of yourself so that you can add value to those around you. And essentially that's why we're here, right? Earth yeah. School. And, and for me, um, I, I allow my life to just roll and unfold as as it comes. Okay. I roll with it. So, you know, I might go take the Harley out one day and pack it up. And I actually just ran into Brian and he <laughs> he's like, yeah, let's go ride Harleys <laughs> um, one day. And then the next day go rock climbing and the next day I have to work or fly to Africa and then back and, and then just meeting people, experiencing different foods, you know, just living yeah. life. And that's something that I just, if I want to do something, I want to go out and do it and I'm going to enjoy it with full intention and gratitude.
1: I appreciate that. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. You got a good friend here
2: I know <laughs> her Lucky me. I got her all weekend would you climb yeah. would you climb
1: with her would you do something like that
2: you know we talked about it this weekend and we decided that um she could go climb with my guy and I'm they can drop me off at Baskin Robbins
0: she oh. didn't have interest in, <laughs> <laughs> she didn't have any interest in climbing which is okay there's no passion behind that one <laughs> and I, said, uh, I like, will I'll, be right
2: here like, for you guys when home. you get back <laughs> Will be their biggest cheerleaders yeah, being like yeah. for sure.
1: that's so funny <laughs> All right, I know our time is running short, and we've—I I could go on for—I could I could go on for lots of yeah. questions and ask so maybe, many things. Maybe, maybe
2: I will climb with you. Yeah. I don't. Okay. I don't want to start watch her off that small. Know. Yeah, <laughs> know.
1: Actually, just—I'll take you up on
0: that. You know, okay. like, here's
1: the best way to do just start off with the moon boots and put her on the stairmaster. If she can handle that, then she's ready. If she could walk in them. <laughs> <laughs>
2: she could we wear them in the gym side. this weekend. <laughs> that'll
1: be—that'll be, that'll be, the, that'll <laughs> be the test. That'll be the test. So, yeah, yeah. all right, we're going to run into a um guys. We have Caleb Perez on the show, and thank you so much. We could keep here for running Our time I'm sure We're running a little late today, but. Um, We're getting into our question of the day. So I'm going to pick one of these and this is a really easy one. So my, <laughs> this, this, this is an easy one. My boyfriend and I just moved in together. I've never shared a bathroom with a partner before. Any tips? What do I do not to lose my private time?
0: What do I do not to lose my private time?
1: She's not a candidate for ayahuasca, by the way, because she's just, she will have no private time in the situation. I'm sorry. <laughs> she's going to be running through the jungle. She will have no private time. But go ahead.
0: Well, I mean, during ayahuasca, you have the poop trail, right? Ooh. There's no private time there.
1: <laughs> she's out. I told you
0: she's Wait, out. What is the
2: poop trail? So,
0: so when you're sitting with the medicine, there's a trail that you follow. So. When you're purging, you purge from all ends, yeah. right? And you get to know whoever you're with very closely, okay? Uh, and get really personal real quick. So, so
2: people shit their pants. No, well, you run
0: to the trail. I mean, you're still conscious, so you can you can <laughs> go to the trail, but it's like a landmine, and so it's pitch black in the Amazon, so you have a headlamp, and you gotta you gotta navigate through that area while you're journeying. So you gotta you gotta dodge the landmines, gotcha. right? And so um, I. Like <laughs> once you once you've experienced that, then then you know your quiet time is <laughs> <laughs> it, a lot different.
1: <laughs> See, girl, you just like this is nothing compared to what Kayla's talking about. Your private time, you're you're walking through shit mines. So I think. You- <laughs> Give your boyfriend that opportunity to join in the bathroom, for God's sakes! But go ahead. It, invite
0: him. Invite him on a ayahuasca journey, and then, <laughs> and then you will have no issues. Also, <laughs> pets
2: are off.
1: Right. You know, this is a real thing, by the way. And uh, it's funny because, and I'm I'm not going to uh, say anything, but I had a friend of mine. She just recently broke up with someone, and mm-hmm. and the guy was upset with her because he's he and I. And this is the true quote: I can't date you because you didn't. You don't go to the bathroom in front of me. So, wow, yeah. that's
0: so, that's serious. I feel like they need to go to the Amazon together, right?
1: See, thank you. But but how it's long a,
0: were they dating? I, it doesn't
1: matter. But it, um, what I'm getting at, <laughs> it's, 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 uh, i do not going yeah. to delve anything. But it's it's a real it's a real thing though, where people just they need their private time and they just don't want to. And I I understand that. I get yeah. that. So
0: I I value. I'm very much an introvert, and I need my private time mm-hmm. and quiet time. And I've been single most of my life, so I'm very used to. Um, Doing what I want to do, right? And yeah, bathroom is a very personal experience. You know, <laughs> you, you gotta. You, people have their squatty potties. They have their, <laughs> they have their routine. You yeah, know, yeah. it's it's a thing. So I think that you should respect each person as they you know need to release all of whatever they need to Agreed. release in, 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 in peace. Yeah. And, or if you need to be a poop ninja, then you could do that too.
1: (laughs) 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 There's ways around that. What do you say to that?
2: Um, Well, I told one of my exes that he wasn't allowed to shit in my toilet. So, I mean, I don't know. I mean, did you
1: have, you had an extra bathroom though? That's the thing I did, yeah. If they don't have an extra bathroom,
2: then it's like give and take. So either... You accept right. or <laughs> move on.
1: Yeah, good luck in you hotel rooms, buddy. Go. Yeah, good yeah. luck in hotel rooms because that's that's the thing. That's where it makes or break these relationships in oh, my hotel. eyes. So and
2: especially no, there, the there open is a ones. thing called one drop. <laughs>
1: well, I, I'm a fan. I I'm, so one drop's is huge. You bring by the way. your
2: one drop because yeah. no one wants to smell your yeah.
0: <laughs> or or poopery.
1: Oh, you yeah, carry that right, on the plane. Right. Yeah. I did that with my girlfriend on our first trip, one my, which well, our reconnective trip. Um, we went to Mexico and I and I put in the I go, hey, let's just preface. If you got to go to the bathroom because we're going to be here for five days together, this thing is the most amazing thing. He goes, really? I go try it out. So the next thing she runs out, she goes, oh my God, that's so amazing. I don't smell anything. And she's like, <laughs> you, know, you know you start sniffing around when you use it because yep. you really want to believe it? She goes, my head was in the toilet. I can't smell anything. I go, I told you it's the most amazing thing. Yeah. So. Yeah.
2: I'm a big fan of
0: one drop. I am too. And yeah, on planes, it could get pretty personal too. Uh, so yeah, that's a whole different day. Yeah,
1: yeah that's yeah. a thing. It's a thing. All right, guys. Yeah, so tell your boyfriend. You know what? Just, just first of all, girl, just, just tell him you need your private time. I think you should be respectful. If you have one bathroom in this whole place, then you know, just ease into it. Don't, don't, don't feel like you feel obligated or rush. You brush your teeth together, wash your face in the same room. But if you got to do whatever you got to do, just kick him out. So, all right, um, and we'll leave it at that. So, Kayla, is there anything (laughs) that we can plug for you as we're saying? Where can we find you?
0: Um, probably just Instagram or Facebook. Um, Miss Kay Perez is my Instagram. You'll see all me crazy adventures and medicines and basically it's a collage of my life (laughs) um but that's basically
2: it
1: yeah yeah fascinating fascinating. jamie
2: cool um just shout out to microtech today thank you guys for always hooking me up with my fun little toys here i love them
1: they look amazing. All right, guys. And you can find us at anything dating intelligence on social media. And my personal is at Fetch Sport. And please subscribe to YouTube and check us out. We have a great guest today, Kayla Prez. And once again, thank you so much for joining us today.
0: Thank you. Thank you guys for having me.
1: All right, guys. Another episode. And we will see you soon. We are out. Yay. Yay.